Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, uh, Seamus Coffey is uh, a Limerick man, uh, originally from Capamore, and he is a lecturer in the Department of Economics at University College Cork, and he's a former chair of the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council. They're a pretty important group, and they provide independent advice to the government, and you'll hear it published from time to time as well. And a lot of what they do is they advise, but sometimes they wrap the old government over the knuckles as well if they feel they're going uh, too far outside of what they would consider to be a sensible economic decision making and at the moment of course it's very hard to figure out what um, sensible economic decision making is uh, Seamus is on the line good morning to you Seamus, how are you doing? Good morning Joe So, uh, oh actually first of all Seamus I should um, mention that uh, your dad uh, GA referee Paddy Coffee, isn't that right? Patsy Coffee, yeah, that's correct Patsy, yeah, and um, uh, how is he finding all of this? Well, a bit quieter now at the moment I don't have any matches to go to uh, our people to meet. Um, sure, anxious for it all to start up again, uh, as everybody is. And I'd say a lot of people whose lives are stuck in sport just are, they know why they have to do it, but they are finding it very tough, you know. Yeah. Part of their social network, as they say. Um, so, you will tell me if this is right or not. Somebody um, was talking to me yesterday about um, the the fiscal space that that when the annual budget comes out, the kind of money that um, the government has to play with in in a given year over twelve month uh, period, uh, how much would that be generally, and how much are we spending or expected to spend in this crisis? Yeah, for, for a typical budget in October, we get a, a big long lead in of of various proposals and things that should be done and what the government could be doing in terms of spending money or cutting taxes. And in general, you're probably looking at a, a total, of, if you add up everything that's done, uh, of around three and a half to four billion. Um, if you look at uh, changes in taxes, changes in spending, social welfare, and all that. Uh, but if you just look at the announcement in the last couple of weeks, um, you're probably looking at just spending totals uh, of around six or seven billion between income supports for people who've lost their job, looking at supports to try and keep businesses alive during the crisis, and of course, a big ramp up in spending in, in the health areas to try and deal with this public health crisis. So the last five weeks uh, have seen spending announcements that would be nearly double uh, what we go through one talking about uh, for the annual budget. Where are we going to get this money, Seamus? Uh, it'll have to be borrowed, Joe. Uh, there's no doubt that um, government borrowing and government debt is going to increase significantly. Uh, over the coming period. Uh, for 2019, for last year, uh, we probably ran a small surplus, so there would have been a, a small surplus there available. Uh, but the amount of spending, and we, of course, we've taken into consideration that government revenue uh, is going to fall considerably, means there's going to be a huge increase in borrowing. Uh, like, we're no longer going to pubs. Many of the shops are closed, restaurants. You can imagine what's happening to government receipts like VAT and excise duty, which they collect on all that money we spent. Um, so the amount of additional borrowing this year oh, is going to run into tens of billions. It's going to be a, a huge sub uh, because the economy is going to shut down. And the longer it goes on, uh, the greater that amount will grow. Now, our friends from the IMF um, came in, of course, and we spent 10 years trying to put ourselves in the right place again economically. Is that all out the window now? 
Um, no, I think like if this had happened four or five years ago, I don't think we'd have been in a position to uh, absorb the, the cost of the government and vote to incur. Uh, I think the fact that we've gotten such true a strong recovery, the fact that, that the government, as I said, are running that small surplus. Of course, you can always say things could have been better and uh, we could have had a, a larger surplus maybe to deal with uh, this crisis. But of course, this was unprecedented and unexpected. Um, but the government in recent years perhaps had been a small bit loose when it came to the public finance. Instead of doing that three and a half to four billion we spoke about, maybe the odd year they were doing four and a half to five, and maybe we could have had a bit more capacity. But in general terms, we're not in bad shape. And I don't think anybody's talking about the IMF uh, this time around. Most of the, the talk at the moment uh, is about the European Central Bank uh, and whether they will be able to create the conditions for governments to borrow all this money. Yeah, because I mean, you, we're talking to economist Seamus Coffey uh, this morning, uh, who is uh, from County Limerick, originally from Capamore. Um, so, will we have good status uh, with the international markets because we went through all the pain over the last decade uh, to put us back in the right place, or will the money eventually dry up? Uh, so I think we, we can do this for a while. Uh, obviously, the government can continue to fund a huge portion of the economy indefinitely. Uh, but I, do, I do think we can do it uh, maybe for a period of up, up to six months if it was to go on as long as that. And in part, the reason we can do it is because we've got uh, ourselves into a better position. Like I said, if this happened four or five years ago when we were already running a deficit of maybe 10 or 12 billion euro per annum um, with government spending exceeding government revenue, uh, we probably wouldn't have been able to borrow uh, those additional amounts. But now, because we've uh, improved the position, we've got back to that small surplus, uh, our debt is on a much more stable setting, still relatively high. Uh, I think we are in a position to borrow the money. Plus, uh, the European Central Bank have a new president, Christine Lagarde. Uh, she hasn't had a faultless start, uh, but one of the things she did come out and say recently uh, is that there would be no limits uh, to what the ECB would do to try and sort of maintain good borrowing conditions for governments. So at the moment, uh, the Irish government can borrow for close to free. The interest rates uh, are very, very low. When we ended up with the IMF, as you say, back in uh, late 2010, uh, our interest rates on borrowing over 10 years are about 7%, which is quite an expensive rate for a government to be paid. At the moment, they're close to zero. Uh, so I think talks of, of the money running out and ended up in the EU IMF bailouts are wider mark at the moment. This is a very serious crisis. Uh, but for the time being, the money should be there to fund what it is the government needs to do. Yeah, I mean, there is the story told of the trader, the old guy on the New York Stock Exchange uh, when the crash happened in 2008 and all his younger colleagues were charging about the place and your man was sitting there quite calmly and eventually one of them said to him, listen, what, what's the story? You know, the, wor the world is ending. And his answer was, this is a huge problem. Huge problems do get fixed. I'd be much more worried if it were a small problem those are the ones that get you. And, I mean, isn't there something to that? This is an international crisis. Oh, absolutely. And I think another thing that's different this time is that nobody really is at fault. Uh, if you go back to, to 2008, there was a view uh, among some of the, the stronger countries, particularly the likes of Germany, etc., that many of the problems that happened in countries were the country's own fault. Uh, and they felt that um, the level of assistance that should be offered should be tempered by the fact that maybe some blame and should be passed to those countries. You're not about Ireland, Greece, uh, Portugal, etc. Whereas now, of course, nobody's at fault. Uh, this is a public health crisis. Uh, economies have been shut down deliberately. Like This is a, a very significant recession, but it's one we've actually caused ourselves. 
the decision has been taken on public health grounds uh, to shut down the economy. Uh, so I think that there's no blame to go around and there's no issue in terms of uh, trying to, to punish countries for, for financial misdemeanours. We're all in this together. Uh, and the hope would be at European level, which is a primarily concern for us, that the European Central Bank uh, would facilitate governments in their borrowing money. And even governments themselves might come, come together uh, and pool their resources and distribute them around the EU. Now, that's not clear at present. There are some countries calling for it. Uh, but at the moment, the actions of the ECB do seem sufficient. Right. And Seamus, you know, we can live with this maybe for six months, but we are being told from the public health point of view it's a marathon, not a sprint. You'd be very concerned if it went on longer than that? I think it went on longer than that. Like, so you're looking at a, a cost of, of running in tens of billions um, for the current period. If it was to go on longer than that, like, the government can fund huge portions of the economy uh, indefinitely. Um, about six months of the full restrictions does seem like the outer limit. Uh, looking at other countries, um, some of them are managing to slowly uh, open up their economy again. Uh, but if it was to go on longer than, than six months, uh, it would probably take more than the measures that are put in place now. But isn't it true that the openness of our economy, the closeness to the UK, who, you know, and I, I, I don't say this in, in any way other than just stating it as a fact, seem to have made a number of mistakes in dealing with this, which means they're behind where other countries would be. All of that isn't, we're not the same as Wuhan in China. It's a massive country. They can reopen things in a particular way. We're small, we're open, we're so exposed to the US and the UK. Yeah, I suppose from an economic perspective, uh, it's not like turning on and turning off your computer. Uh, the Taoiseach has made various announcements over the last couple of weeks, uh, shutting down various parts of the economy. I think the reverse of that will happen um, on a more staged and a more staggered basis. Uh, and, of course, it might be that, that some businesses that don't come back at all. And even when you do open it up, uh, you are looking at what's happening internationally. So uh, if the coronavirus outbreak was still to be a significant factor in other countries, uh, maybe that trade and integration you talk about uh, wouldn't be as quick to come back as well. Now, in a sense, we we are a very open economy. But if you look at some, a lot of the trading we do, uh, it's actually in sectors that might be um, sort of not as affected uh, by the ongoing crisis. So, for example, manufacturing is hugely important in Ireland, pharmaceutical manufacturing, uh, medical devices manufacturing. We see we make large numbers of ventilators. Uh, these are sectors that um, will hopefully, if they can stay open, um, manage themselves pretty successfully, uh, or reasonably successfully at least during this crisis. And a lot of the sort of computer-based uh, companies that are in Ireland, they should be able to manage to a certain extent uh, on a work-from-home basis. Uh, so while the sort of the consumer-centred part of the Irish economy has has been shut down, that the pubs, the restaurants, uh, in the background, a lot of the manufacturing, a lot of the companies, that they're still working away. Um, so it's not an outright and full collapse. Some people on the streets, but not many. Uh, but there are lots of people still at home working. Um, so there would be sort of some uh, activity taking place, and it's just about a matter of getting the, the consumer um, sort of face, uh, part of the economy back up and running again. Uh, that can happen in a staged process. Uh, but hopefully once this uh, public health crisis, which has to remain the priority, uh, once that has been resolved, uh, we should be in a position to again begin to get the economy back up and running again. It won't happen quickly. Uh, it won't happen overnight, uh, but unlike the crash of 2008, uh, where it wasn't evident at all where uh, the jobs were going to come once the construction sh- sector shut down, we do know now, uh, once the economy opens up again, people do want to go to pubs, people do want to go to restaurants, so there will be that stage recovery, 
And it's just a matter of waiting for that to happen. Okay, okay. Listen, great to talk to another uh, Limerick voice on the national stage. um, And that is Seamus Coffey, former chair of the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council and a lecturer in the Department of Economics at UCC. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.